You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Teach Me the Bible podcast. I'm Alex Wolf, and I'm here with Dr. David Klingler. Um, And we are in the story of the Bible in a year. And so if you've been with us for this entire time, for this entire series, I just want to say congratulations. You made it to the end, as long as you don't fall asleep mid-episode, at least, you know, so. uh, But this is our last episode. We are, uh, we've been making our way over the last few weeks through the book of Revelation, um, at a relatively fast pace, and as David said last week, we're, we intend to go back and to do a much more detailed uh, uh, series on the book of Revelation. But um, right now, we're, we're trying to overview and we're trying to wrap up how this story ends. And, and hopefully you've been seeing over these last few weeks just how, uh, how much this language comes from the story and how this is perfectly wrapping up everything the story's been looking for. And so uh, last week we looked at this climactic return of the Christ and the and the uh, binding up of the serpent and Satan for a thousand years and this release and 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 we said it wasn't even a fight. Uh the Christ comes back and he uh he did his business and it was it was easy for him. And so we saw this these great battles but now we're going to head into this you know happy ending. This word we call it, we say denouement, uh, the the end of the story. Right. And so if you could kind of walk us to the end of the story and show us how this thing wraps up, and, and, yeah. and I think it's going to be great. Yeah. So, so it begins in chapter twenty one. I saw new heavens and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Um, boy, there's a, a lot being mm-hmm. being said right there. That the, that the uh, a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, is it a different heaven and a different earth? Is this like some alien encounter, or is this, yeah, a, right. <laughs> or is this a remade? I think it's a remade heavens and a remade earth. Uh, and uh, there was no longer any sea. Um, I remember uh, this has been a little while now, but uh, we we uh, went back to uh, to Genesis, and I was working through the Old Testament. And I was doing uh, what we call discourse analysis, basically color coding uh, the Hebrew text. And and there's some things that stick out right there in chapter one that I had not seen before. Uh, and uh, it, it, draw, it drew my attention to two things. Uh, and I think it draws the attention of the reader mm-hmm. in the story to two things. It's right there uh, in Genesis chapter one. Uh, and it is the sea and the darkness mm-hmm. uh, that... Uh, you better keep your eye on the sea, and you better keep your eye on the darkness. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, and so both of those are the <clears throat> Satan's kind of domain. He, he's the mm-hmm. he's the 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 the, the twisting serpent. Uh, that says you know that's how they translate uh, that. Uh, who dwells in the sea? You know mm-hmm. the nations. Uh, you know, he, he runs the nations, the the beast nations come out of the sea in Daniel. And so this, mm-hmm. this sea imagery plays this very important role throughout the whole story. But at the end of the story, there, there's no longer any sea. I understand that to mean that, you know, Satan has been done away with. The mm-hmm. serpent has been, mm-hmm. uh, has been thrown into the, to the fire and, uh, you know, and, 
Uh, and so he has been destroyed. And so there's no longer, and the, and the nations uh, that can, they're no longer can be deceived. They, mm-hmm. There's no longer any of uh, place for Satan to dwell. The Satan's dom- domain has been mm-hmm. destroyed. Uh, and so that was the first thing. The second thing, uh, which was uh, there was no darkness. And if we jump down, just to, we'll, we'll fill in the blanks here. But in 25, 21, 23, um, you know, verse 22, I saw no temple in it for the Lord God, the Almighty, is its, uh, and its lamb, uh, and the lamb are its temple. And the city had no need for the sun or the moon to shine upon it, for the glory of God illumined it. And the lamp, and its lamp is the lamb, and the nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory into it. And in daytime, for there shall be no night there, mm-hmm. there shall be no darkness there, its gates shall never be closed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> and so this has been the, the end of the story. Remember all the way back in Genesis chapter one, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let him rule over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the field. And so, so we've finally gotten to the place in the story where image bearers fill the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Satan has no place. Satan has don't no domain and only those who, uh, who are image bearers of God, uh, are present. Uh, and so, That's so the, cool. the, the, yeah. the story has come to its full completion. Mm-hmm. God's creative purpose in it's Genesis intended. chapter one mm-hmm. has finally come to pass. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and now all of the people who are there, mm-hmm. all of the nations, uh, who are there know and have experienced, understood the mercy of God. He's compassionate, mm-hmm. merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness mm-hmm. and truth. <clears throat> and yeah. so it's interesting to think about that. That God, throughout this entire story, is bringing about what He said in chapter one of Genesis. Yes, He's He's He it hadn't happened until this point, and it's finally going to happen. Yeah, and I think one of the places where uh, where we make a mistake mm-hmm. is that we think that God created image bearers in chapter one, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, He created man in chapter one, and He's the stated purpose for man was to be an image bearer. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know the fall happens, and and that that the, the language of of image bearer, uh, whether you're talking about Greek uh, or Hebrew in the Old Testament, uh, you know Septuagint or, or the the you know the the Hebrew text, the language disappears, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's uh, it talks about uh, you know um, you know graven images that type mm-hmm. of thing, but but it's not used of man. It shows back up into the story with the person of Christ that mm-hmm. He is the icon. That's the the word, the Greek word there that that we're looking for. He's the He's the image bearer, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and He's the one who conforms others into His image. And yeah, that's and good. and so Paul uh, is you know just comes to mind you know Paul's language and and John's language. We know not yet what we will be, but when He appears, we will be like Him, mm-hmm. not just in bodily form. But in character, yeah. in resurrected, uh, perfect character, uh, and so the story has all been heading towards the end. That's what stories do. That's they great. begin in the beginning yeah. and they go to the end. And, and this whole long process was to get us to the end of the story. Yeah. And so it continues. Good. I saw a holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride, adorned for her husband. This bride imagery. Uh, is attached to a city and a people all throughout the Old Testament mm-hmm. and all throughout the New Testament. Um, and, um, 
And actually, if we go back to Isaiah, this is all the way back in Isaiah chapter 52, this story is looking for this time uh, when, uh, when righteousness reigns and when no one unclean or impure will ever enter in to this holy city, the city of Jerusalem. Again, it will never be downtrodden. It will never be uh, overrun by evil, uh, but righteousness will truly reign in it. Uh, awake, awake, clothe yourself in strength, O Zion. This is Isaiah 52.1. Clothe yourself uh, in your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no more come into you. Shake yourself from the dust and rise up uh, from the dust. You know, this is the language of <clears throat> of death and mm-hmm. rise up, resurrection. Um, o captive Jerusalem, loose yourselves from your chains around your neck. The nations were, were a yoke upon your neck. O captive daughter of Zion, for thus says the Lord, you were sold for nothing. You will be redeemed without money. Uh, and, and so they're looking for a time when the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no more come into you. If we look at uh, Revelation chapter 21, uh, the nations will walk by the light and the gates will never be closed and they shall bring their glory into it. The glory of the nation shall be brought into this city and nothing unclean or no one unclean and no one who practices abomination or lying shall ever come into it again, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so... So chapter 21 records this new Jerusalem coming down, mm-hmm. describes it, uh, explains that there's no sea in this new heavens and new earth, uh, and that uh, uh, this foundation, stones, it describes the foundation, uh, 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 stones, it, it describes the gates, the walls of this city. Um, it has no need for a temple. Uh, there's no sacrifices for sin because there's no sin. Mm-hmm. Sin has been eradicated. Uh, and uh, and so a couple things just to point out here. It says, the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory <clears throat> into it. So apparently there's still kings and there's still nations in the new heavens and new earth. There's still a distinction uh, between between mm-hmm. nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one thing that does not distinguish them uh, is sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all believers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no one unclean or impure that will ever enter into this city. Uh, there shall no longer be any curse, and the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and all the bondservants shall serve him. And they'll see his face and his name on their foreheads. Um, this whole, uh, you know, receive the mark uh, or the sign, uh, th- this language, I... I I think it goes all the way back even to to the book of Deuteronomy, maybe to the Shema. Uh, they, these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart, and you shall speak of them, and you will bind them. They shall be frontals on your forehead and mm-hmm. and on your hands. It's the it's the same language. In other words, uh, you have believed in the Christ. There's all believers here, and there shall no longer be any night, and they shall have no need for light or lamp or the light of the sun. Because the Lord shall illumine them, and they shall reign forever and ever. <clears throat> and so, uh, and so, uh, John continues, and he said to me, "These words are faithful and true." Uh, and the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, mm-hmm. I like that the, mm-hmm. the the God who informed the prophets, sent His angel 
to show his bondservant the things which must shortly take place. Just one uh, one side note uh, uh, here, the, and this goes back actually to uh, um, to uh, chapter nineteen, which we didn't uh, talk about last week. But uh, but uh, you know the this whole foundation of the whole Bible is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. The Spirit uh, uh, moved these men of old, these prophets, to speak, and also the apostles to speak. Uh, and so the prophets and uh, the uh, and the, the the apostles, motivated by the Spirit, were to reveal the Word of God mm-hmm. uh, in much the same way as angels, right? So angels are messengers to reveal the Word of God, and and there's this interesting uh, uh, note here that you know this this one appears to John and tells him to uh, to write some things, and he's and and John said, "I fell." at his feet to worship him, to worship this angel. This is in chapter 19, verse 10. And he said to me, do not do that, for I am a fellow servant of yours and your brethren Hmm. who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Hmm. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Uh, I, I'm here to reveal the Lord. Your job is to reveal the Lord, so I'm I'm equal mm-hmm. to uh, to your uh, to you and your brothers, the, you know the the other these other apostles. And so, uh, and so the uh, the the Lord, the God of the spirits of the uh, of the prophets, sent His angel to show His bondservants the things which must shortly take place. And Jesus says in verse seven, "And behold, I'm coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds." the words of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, verse 8, uh, verse chapter 22, verse 8, and the one who heard these things, and when I heard them, I fell down uh, to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things. And he said to me, do not do that. I am a fellow servant of yours and of your brethren, the prophets. Mm. I'm a fellow servant of yours and your brethren, the prophets. Um and of those who heed the words of this book, worship God. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of this prophecy, for the time is near. This is in contrast back to the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel's told to to seal up the, the prophecy, for the time is far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, at the seminary, we used to teach uh, Daniel Revelation together. together it's, you right. know, it's kind of the, uh, the, the time is far, the time is near. Do not... Uh, you know, seal up the book. Do not seal up the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, so do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the one who does wrong still do wrong, and let the one who is filthy still be filthy, and the one who is righteous still practice or do righteousness. Uh, and let the one who is holy still keep himself holy. Behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to mm-hmm. render to every man according to what he has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the Alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Uh, every man according to what he's done. Um, well, what did you do to get your name in the book of life? Mm-hmm. Well, you did the righteous deed. This is uh, the gospel of John. This is First John. It's belief in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't done the righteous deed, then you'll be judged by your works, mm-hmm. and it will not go well for you, mm-hmm. right? So I'm the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. Uh, that they might have the right to the tree of life and may enter the gates of the city. Outside are the dogs, the sorcerers, immortal persons, murderers, idolaters, and everyone 
who loves and practices lying. Hmm. Uh, and, and so this story ends, and the Spirit says, uh, uh, and the bride uh, say, the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. And the one who wishes to take water of life without cost, come. Chapter 22, verse 20. He who testifies of these things says, yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Hmm. Amen. Uh, and so uh, the, the, the story, all the way from the beginning, all the way to the end, is intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very things that are are set up in Genesis chapter one sure, right bring right. their full uh, come to their 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 full reality mm-hmm. in Revelation twenty one and mm-hmm. twenty two, mm-hmm. uh, and so is this story uh, applicable to us? Oh, you bet. Mm-hmm. Is it relevant to us? Absolutely, because you're in it. Mm-hmm. We're all in it. The thing's not uh, over yet. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's over yet, and it started at the beginning. It's going to the end, yeah. and here we are. I hope somewhere towards towards <laughs> the end. Sure, be nice. Certainly, we're closer than we've ever been to the end. <clears throat> but, um, but um, you know, this story is an important one for us to understand. Yeah. Uh, and j- the the reason why John is told to write these things to the seven churches is that, so that they know how the story ends. There's a bunch of Old Testament prophets who talk about the end times. Uh, they talk about what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but John spells out how it's going to happen blow mm-hmm. by blow, and it's important for us to understand it. Absolutely. So we know what's coming. Absolutely. That we can also, as uh, as so many of the epistles, it, it, the imperatives stand firm, right? Absolutely. Per- persevere, endure in our faith until the end, because this is coming, and it's all going to come to its natural end. And so we look forward to that. I know I do. Um, but again, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, this long journey through this entire year. Uh, we hope that you've been with us this whole time, but if you happened upon just this podcast today, we'll encourage you to go back to the beginning of, of this series and, and go through the entire story because like we've been saying throughout this entire episode, it can it, this wraps up everything we've been saying for the last Absolutely. several uh, weeks. And so... Uh, in months. And so and even on top of that, we'll even point you back to our website, teachmethebible.com, where there's all kinds of introductory videos that you can watch that, uh, that even uh, lead you into this series. And so we hope that you'll go check those out and all kinds of other resources over there. Absolutely. And so, uh, so Doc, can you help us understand uh, for the readers who have gone through this whole year, where do they go from here? Uh, so they've we, we've done this big overview. Now what? Well, and, and so the reason why we've set it up this way, so if you know the whole story, and we've talked about, let's say that we've talked about Galatians for one week. Mm-hmm. Now you can go back and say, okay, now I understand the story. Mm-hmm. Let me go into a little more detail into Galatians, into Matthew, into 1 Corinthians, or whatever the book may be. And, <clears throat> and so we are in the process of, uh, of making sure that we have every book available, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's our goal, and and so, but this is a good starting place. So now you're ready to go deeper into individual books, and so mm-hmm. so pick a book that you like, <laughs> recognize where it is in the story, mm-hmm. it uh, and it'll fit right in. So that's that when fair. you jump in, this will make sense to you, and 
Uh, and uh, and so that's our that's our desire. Very good. And there's going to be like like you said, so many more resources coming out all the time. And so we're we're always working on this. We're always trying to help the people of God understand the Word of God. And so we're going to keep pressing on towards that. And we hope that y'all continue to plug in and and take advantage of those resources. So, with that said, again, we say thank you for joining us. And uh, won't see you next week on this series, but we'll see you next week in a different one. So, see you then. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's Word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.